in Florida, but nobody had to shovel any snow out of the road, did they? Never has happened since I've been here. I've been here for a few years, but yeah. It does get a little chilly, but nonetheless. But all you that have joined us on live stream, we welcome you. We're glad that you joined us this morning. Hopefully you're snuggled up warm. Uh, we are going to attend to the Word of God this morning, and I do know that it will bless you if you will take it, put it in your heart, put it in your mouth, that it will produce and do exactly what Jesus said it would do. And uh, again, we're glad that you joined us. All the rest of you, you know the, you know the routine, don't you? We're going to get ready and get with the presence of God, get with the Holy Spirit. He is our teacher. It's not any of us, okay? He is the one that, that the Lord Jesus sent. He's going to teach us, train us. Uh, he strengthens us. He counsels us. He is all wisdom. So it's important that we put ourselves in a position, and that's basically, that is what the title of, of, of what we're doing this morning is, is be prepared, or be, be positioned to receive, okay? Be positioned to receive. In other words, we need to stay in a position all the time. You know, uh, and people say, well, how do you do that? I can't do that. Well, we need to know that Jesus was our example and he stayed in position all the time, okay? And we better be thankful he did because in doing that, he stayed out of sin and people say, well, he couldn't sin. He was God. No, he was a man and he was tempted and it says he was tempted just as we are tempted. So he was susceptible to it. It's just that he knew the truth, Okay. He knew the Word of God and the Holy Spirit was in him, but nonetheless, we can accomplish the same feat or God wouldn't have asked us to because he wouldn't ask us to do something we couldn't do. That's why he's given us his Holy Spirit. That's why we're born again, so that we can step into the image of our Lord Jesus, do exactly what he had started. We are the ones that are to finish it. We are his body. You know, we need to know that. We have all different, we're all different places, okay? Uh, not that we're in different places as far as the body, we're not like the foot, the leg, or whatever, and that's irrelevant, but it's where we are in, in our position, in our knowledge, in our understanding of the Word of God. We are all at a place, and it's, it's an individual place for each and every person, but we're not to stay there. And it's important that we, we put ourselves in a position to be taught and trained by the Spirit of God, by the leaders that God's given us, so that we can step into and finish and complete what he's called us to do. Amen? If we all agree with that, we're good, okay? Because that's what we're endeavoring to do all the time that we, uh, that we do. And it is taking time, uh, you know, most people, it's the first thing in the morning. You get up, you praise God, you thank him for the day and, and do your confessions, and then you get on the road. And sometimes we forget our position as we get out into the world and we, we do what we do for a living or whatever else that we're doing. Um, you retired once, you have to deal with it too, but we get out in there and uh, it draws us away from our position. And we need a purpose to stay in that position. You could do like Smith Wigglesworth, every 15 minutes you stop and relocate your position, make sure you're where you're supposed to be. I remember reading about uh, Brother Summerall. When he went up to Smith's house, he had the newspaper in his hand Smith Wigglesworth said, no, you're going to throw that right in the garbage can. That is not coming into my house. That's things of the world weren't coming into his house. And he said he spent like, I don't know whether it's two or three weeks or a couple months with him, and that's all they did was read the Word and prayed in the Holy Ghost all the time that 
Brother Summerall was there. And that's knowing your position and staying in it. But anywho, let's pray and we'll get started. Father, we thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for this position that you placed us in, Lord, that we are in the body of Christ. We are in where you have placed us. And we thank you for that, Lord. And we thank you as we're taught and trained, Lord, that we will learn how to maintain and stay in that position wherever and whatever the circumstances are that we will stay in our position to be led and taught by you and to learn more of you and step up into the place in the higher life that you've called us to. And Father, I thank you that it's your spirit that ministers to us here. Your word ministers to us. And as we take it to heart, put it in our mouths, Lord, we will walk in that. And in all of that, we give you the glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's take a look at 1 Peter 2, verses 9. 2, verses 9. 1 Peter 2, verse 9. Peter's telling us here, he says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And that's something we need to meditate on, okay? We are, and, and you know, unless you, uh, and I'll share a little bit better down there. If you haven't been raised in royalty or know anything about royalty, then you need to understand what he's talking about here. We've been chosen and we are a royal priesthood. That means he set us far above, far above any other priesthood. We are the royal priesthood. We are a holy nation. He's called us to be so. We're his own special people. And it's not that we, it's not that we meditate on that, and it's not that we walk in that, and it's not that we get, uh, what do I want to say? Not that we get an attitude or we get arrogant about who we are, because we need to walk in humility, but we do need to know our position. And if we don't share it with ourselves and meditate on it and speak it to ourselves, we're not going to be able to grasp it. But he's told us here that we are a chosen. God has chosen us. That's how special we are, and that's how loving of a God he is. I still scratch my head sometimes and wonder why he chose me. But nonetheless, he did because of his love. Because he could see the potential that he has for us and the calling that he has for us because he tells us that he's known us before time. He's always had us in his heart. It's just he has placed us in a place in time to do a job for him, no different than Moses, no different than Abraham, no different than any of the other prophets or any of the other leaders. But we're here for that purpose, and we need to know and understand that we are a royal priesthood. We've got a call on our lives. Maybe not a minister's call, but you do have a call on your life, okay? It's a call of God. We are his own special people, and it said that we may, that we may proclaim the praises of him who calls us out of darkness. You know, we didn't really get a good chance to see the darkness unless you were really down, down, down. But I think it would probably scare us all if we saw the final place of the darkness that we had walked in. And we need to be very, very thankful and very 
uh, appreciative of all of that, that we are in his marvelous light now and we need to step into it. And again, we don't need to get any pride that we don't have anything to be prideful. It's nothing that we don't of ourselves, so we don't need to be prideful about it. And we need to be very appreciative of the position that he's placed us in, in his body. And we need to step up. It's no different than, you know, your body, there was a heart placed in your body or it developed in your body, but it's got a job to do in your body. Okay? It's, it's the one that does the thumping all the time, keeps the blood flowing. And it's no different than the Word of God. We need to get it in us. We need to keep it pumping through our bodies or through our spirit man. And that's what endeavors to keep your spirit man going. Amen? And that's why some people can go 110, 120 years, and then some people can only go 50 because they don't have anything to keep their spirit sustained. Because when he goes, you go. But God says it's up to us, and he's given us that promise in his word, so it's important. And again, we ought to be very appreciative of it that he's called us and seated us where we have been seated and take our place and endeavor to increase. You know, when you hire somebody to work for you, if they don't know anything, you got to train them. And you're hoping that they will step into where you want them to step into. And it requires training. It requires them going to school sometimes. And it requires on-the-job training. And it's important to them that they know exactly what they're supposed to do. And it's important for us to know exactly what we're supposed to do within the body. Okay? And it might be where you're placed in, in, in a job or whatever, but you've got a position in your life. And if you'll let the Spirit of God lead you, He'll put you where He wants you so that you can be most effective. Amen? Amen. Let's take a look at Luke uh, 14. We're going to start in verse 7 and go to verse 11. Okay, Luke 14, 7 through 11, it says, So he told the parable of those who were invited when he noted how they chose the best places, saying to them, When you are invited by anyone to a wedding feast, do not sit down in the best place, lest one more honorable than you be invited by him. And he who invited you and him come and say to you, Give place to this man, and then you begin with shame to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit down in the lowest place so that, when you, he, so that when he who invited you comes, he may say to you, friend, go up higher. Then you will have glory in the presence of those who sit at the table with you. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled and he who humbles himself will be exalted. There again, we want to humble ourselves. We want to walk in humility in our position. Have we been exalted up? Yes, we have. We seat. We are seated in the highest places in eternity. We are seated at the right hand of the Father in our Lord and Savior. Okay, and people, you know, people cannot grasp that because everybody's looking at the physical realm. We're not talking the physical realm. There's a there's a whole a whole another world and life out there other than the physical realm. But that is what people focus on, the things the, the, things the body and, the, and money can buy and so on and so forth. But it's important that we get our eyes off of that and get our eyes focused on the Word of God, which will, you know, if you'll spend time and meditate, 
God will show you all those things. He will show you all those things. Jesus, Jesus is the one that said, uh, the only thing that we're not to know is, is the end time, is when he's coming back. Everything else the Holy Spirit has to tell us because he gives of Jesus to us so he can tell you, he can show you. You know, some people are fearful about going. You don't need to be fearful about going. God's not a God of fear. He's a God of faith. He's a God of love, joy, peace. We need to meditate on his word, and that's what it will produce in our life, and it's important that we do that. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Stay in that position that he's given us. Amen. Humble or be humbled, okay? And we're so blessed to enter into his presence, okay? We are blessed to be, and you can go into his presence anytime you would like. We're in his presence right now, but you can go on an individual basis. We know that we've, we, these times have been set for us. These are appointments, amen, with the, with the Holy Spirit, with Jesus, because it tells us he walks around here. He's probably walking around here right now. People look in the natural and they say, that can't be. It's not in the natural. It's in the spirit realm. We need to get a hold of it. I mean, that's where life emanates from is the spirit realm. And when your spirit leaves your body, you'll, you'll know why. Because your body won't be here anymore. Or it'll be here, but it won't be active. So it's important that we know that the spirit realm is where all things come from. So, and we are blessed to enter in his presence, okay? And we should never take that for granted. Never take that for granted. People get invited to the White House and they think that's something special. No, you're invited to enter into the presence of our Lord and our Savior. Come up to the throne room. Climb up in the Father's lap and sit and spend time. And we need to, we need to do that. It needs to be important in our life to do that. It's more important than us breathing, actually, because that is what, where we should get our life from in, in his presence. So it's important that we do that. We do not ever want to let our life in Christ go get stale. What's our theme for this year? Refresh, revisit, refresh, and refire. Right? We're going to revisit. That's keeping things fresh. Go back, keep them fresh and alive. I know we've all heard things either about healing, about prosperity, that we've let slip. And that's why you take notes so that you can go back and restudy them and and. and Remeditate on them, but we don't want it to get. How many of you had any old dry, crusty, stale bread? It's delicious, ain't it? Yeah. Usually it goes out, don't it? It goes out with the dump. But when it, and me and Pastor Ellen used to, we used to make bread back when we were young, and we would punch it, you know, you'd punch it, and we had the little, the bread machine, you could drop it in the bread machine, and usually we, it would make two loaves. And usually we would eat both loaves within the afternoon, okay? <laughs> Because it was so good, okay, and so fresh, and that's how we need to keep our relationship and our position with Christ in. Amen? We don't want it to do that. We want to come into his presence and be like a, a dry sponge. Have you ever put a dry sponge into about that, a bucket about that much water? The water will disappear and it'll get into the sponge. And that's how we want to come into his presence, that we can drink up his presence and uniting our presence with his presence. Amen? I mean, he was the one that desired to live in his people. 
he wanted to back when Adam and Eve were here. And, you know, we can blame Adam all we want. It doesn't change anything. And I don't know that each and every one of us might not have made the same choice back then. All right? I don't ever want to be put in that position. But nonetheless, he wanted to live in us, and it took him 4,000 years to get back in a position that he could come and live in us. And he went through his prophets. His prophets came, they went, they died, they got killed so that he could accomplish his beginning. And it's just what Brother Terry tells us. God wanted to walk in the garden with his children. And when it's all said and done, he's going to be walking with us in his garden. <clears throat> He'll have what he wanted because he's a God of faith and he's not going to stop. And we need to be the people that will step up and support that and run with that. Amen. By staying in our position. We want to come into his presence coming in with humility. It says Jesus was the most humble, the most humble person that was ever on the face of the earth. Could have had an attitude, couldn't he? He knew where he was from. But he humbled himself and walked as a man. I mean, even royalty people cannot imagine or grasp that. The ones that step down from royalty and just go into, into normal life. They can't grasp that coming down from heaven and coming to this earth. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> and these times are set for us to come and get charged up, okay? We're, we're basically, now that we have electric cars, we're basically no different than an electric car. You need to come in and God has services set up where he's going to come and he's going to charge you back up for the week. Amen? We have four services a week. You come in, you plug in. And it's important that you be in a position. If you don't show up, then the plug's not there. It's no different than you running out of electricity out on the highway. There's not a plug very close to you, and you're going to be in trouble. You're going to have to go down to Wawa there and plug in. Okay? But it's important that we come and plug in and feed on the Word of God, spend time in His presence, stay in that position so that we can receive what He's got for us, that we can get the strength that we need. It talks about the man who keeps his spirit, who has a strong spirit. He can go through anything, <clears throat> any financial thing, any physical thing. If he keeps that spirit built up, if he stays in that position, he can go through anything. As long as he doesn't quit. Amen? When we come into this place, the anointing is the electricity that goes in us. And basically it is kind of like electricity. That's what the whole, whole world runs on. It's some sort of an electrical ener energy that flows through here. And God is able to not only inhabit it, but make it, make it exceed to do what he needs done. Amen? I mean, you know, dead bodies don't come alive just because there's something there that puts life back into that spirit that brings that body back to life. Too many people have tried to bring them back, and they can't. But when the life of God enters back into them, they snap to it, don't they? Amen? They snap to it. So we need to get here that we can get charged up. Amen? Philippians 3. 
verse 8. Philippians 3, verse 8. This is Paul giving us his attitude or his, I guess, his observation or his mentality. He says, yet indeed, I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. Okay. He's telling us here what he's done with his life and where he's put his life because of what God had showed him. Amen, when he knocked him to the ground, okay, when he was walking, uh, was he going to Damascus, wasn't he? And, and the Spirit of God, uh, I guess it was Jesus himself, because he asked him and he answered him too. But he said he counts all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus. And we need to get in, that's something you got to work on. You've got to work on that, staying in that position. But it's something that you have to work on because the flesh doesn't want to. The world doesn't want you to. And things will come against you when you're trying to do that and endeavoring to do that. But it's important. And that's, Paul said he's given up all things. Paul even gave up his life when it was all said and done. And it's no different than Jesus. When he came to the earth... He walked according to the Spirit of God. He walked and was led by the Spirit of God. He walked a sinless life for us. We have trouble making it when we wake up to 8 o'clock that we don't have to backtrack and repent. He walked from his birth to his death without sin, which is almost incomprehensible to the flesh mind but it's not when you get into the Spirit. If we tune in and hook up with the Spirit of God. Because we can walk like that. And it's our, it's our one, not only is it our, our goal that we need to walk like that, but two, that we give up and, and don't look and fasten to the things of the world. Yeah, do we all like nice things? Yeah, we do, okay? But we don't want them to have us. But it's keeping our position in Him. And it's knowing where we're supposed to be. He'll bring you good things. If, if, we do what, if we do what Paul did here, all the other stuff will come to us. Jesus told us that, didn't he? He said, don't worry about your clothes and whatever else you got. He said, uh, basically, the Word of God will take care of you. Okay? <clears throat> we need to know that our position, it's eternal. Okay? When we got born again, we stepped into eternity. We stepped into eternity. And our position is eternal. Uh, how many have been in a long line at, at the stores? It's a long line, ain't it? And you're waiting, and you're waiting, and you're waiting. And people get on edge, don't you? You need to know your position in that line. Or otherwise, somebody might say something nice to you about it. But then we've had other people break into fights over somebody's position in the line. Amen? Well... God's placed us in this position. We don't have to fight for it. We just need to stay in it. But we need to know the position. Amen? And we need to stay in that secret place of the Most High is the position that He's placed us in. Amen? And we know that Pastor Bob, the, the, the best illustration is that a, a a parent with his child with the umbrella and a pouring down rain 
and the kid shoots out up from under the umbrella. Well, we've stepped out of that position, and you're going to get wet. And it's important that we stay in our position. Within that position, nobody or nothing can come and do any kind of damage that can't be taken care of. Amen? You understand what I said? I mean, they couldn't do anything to Jesus because he stayed in his position. They tried to push him off the cliff. They tried to stone him to death. And they couldn't do anything to him until he was ready. But he still knew his position. And even when the soldiers come to get him, he was being obedient to the Father, or they couldn't have taken him at that point in time. Because when, when they asked him what his name was, he told them and they all hit the ground. They did. That was that anointing, no different than <clears throat> people get hands laid on them up here and go down. He just spoke his name. That's how anointed that name was, and the whole troop bit the dust. And that's because he was in his position. That anointing goes and flows with us if we'll stay in that place. It's important that we learn how to stay in that place and walk according to that word and be led by the Spirit of God. And that anointing will be there, and that anointing will draw people to you. It's kind of like a magnet. It will draw people to you. If God doesn't send them, they will see His glory on you and they will come and they're, they're kind of inquisitive about, you know, what's with you? There's something special about you. Well, don't go in and tell them you're a royal priesthood and all that, okay, because that'll, that'll freak them out. Just tell, just tell them you know Jesus and it's His presence that they, that they denote that's there. Amen? <laughs> but that anointing is there it's there for us, but it's there for them. Okay, he's put it in us. That's why Jesus came, it's for people. It wasn't for himself, it was for people because he wanted to uh, please the Father. Amen? And again, we don't want to leave that position. We need to, we need to try and stay in that position 24-7. Is it easy? No. I'm not going to tell you it's easy, but it's something we want to endeavor to do. Um, is prospering easy now in the world? No, it's not that easy in the world. But if you stay in Him, see, He's overcome the world, and we can still prosper. We can still walk in health, regardless of what the pharmaceutical companies tell you and what all the commercials tell you on TV. <clears throat> Amen? And, and they're endeavoring to steal life from people. I'm sorry. That's, that's their goal. Some do want to help people, but on the majority and the whole. And if you don't have Christ or God to look to, that's the only place you've got to go. And that's a sad thing, and that's why we're here. That's why we're here. We are His temple, so we need to always stay in His presence. It's no different in the temple back in the day when they made the temple. How glorious was the temple? They coated everything in gold. They had candles that are lamps that were lit. They stayed lit all the time. We need to keep our light lit all the time. 
I know it wants to get dimmer and go out sometime, but we need to light it back up, okay? Keep it going. Let it go out when you go to sleep and you'll be okay, and then wake it, fire it back up, but no. Um, and the preparation that the priest had to go to, to enter into his presence. The grace of God has released us to come in and out of his presence anytime. He would like us to stay in his presence all the time. But his grace, if we live back when you had to enter the temple, one, you couldn't go in. Only the priest could go in. And I was reading about Aaron's sons, and I guess they were getting cute, so you might want to be careful when you go into his presence. They were getting cute. They were going to fire up some strange fire and burn it on the altar. And the only strange fire that got fired up was the fire that come down and toasted them. I mean, that was, that was the high priest, two kids, and yeah, whatever strange fire was, I don't know. But they got some fire, but the preparation that they had to go through, one, the ceremonial bath that they took, the, the linens that they put on, you know, everything that they had that was sewn on the tail end of the thing denoted everything about God and all the stuff about the, that was written in the law was embroidered around the bottom of the, and it was just people. I have trouble going to a wedding and trying to figure out how they do that, okay? We, couldn't have, we wouldn't have a chance to get into, but His grace, Jesus took care of all that, that we could enter into anytime we want. When those people couldn't even get into the presence of God. Moses wanted them to go into the presence, and they got scared. We don't need to be scared of our God. And they said, you go in. Well, you know what? I want to experience God's presence. I don't want somebody else to experience for me. The ones that experience for us are the ones that are take us in and train us to go in and experience that on our own. Amen. That we can enter into his presence and stay in that position. How many of you ever had a first date? Everybody in here better raise their hand. <laughs> I'll talk to you afterwards. Were you, I guess it would be depend who you were dating, but were you excited about it? And did you go above and beyond your normal, maybe your school dress that you went to in, in anticipating of a good time that you were going to have with the person? We ought to have that anticipation going into the presence of God. The creator of the universe. The one that gave his life for us. And I know we can all relate to that. We need to go back to what we're talking about. You know, when we, when we revisit and refresh, that's no different than, than a person's relationship with their spouse. You need to keep it alive or it will get old and stale. Doesn't matter how many wrinkles we get on our face. We need to keep the love that's on the inside alive, do special things for each other so that you can stay. That's a position too. Amen? In all of our positions that we should be in, our main position should be, and the position in Christ should fill all those other positions and, and give you the, uh, the wisdom or the, the, all the information that you need about how to Walk in those other 
other positions. It's important. Amen? It is important. You said them people prepare for the football games? I'm not a big sport fan anymore. I used to be, but I'm not anymore. Nonetheless, they show you them people that paint their faces up, go to the ball games half naked, their bodies are all painted up. Now, they went to some preparation to go to this stupid ball game that they're, they're probably paying $100 a seat to go sit in anyhow. Probably more than that. I'm thinking a cheap game. Okay. I don't even know what the college games cost anymore, but it depends where you go. But nonetheless, they probably spent $100 on the paint that they put on their face and their bodies. Or they dress up with their, their moose horn hat or whatever they wear. But they do that for that silly game, which is basically what it is. And we don't, people even quit coming to church after, after the two years of nonsense that we've had. Yeah. Stadiums are still packed. It's pretty sad. That's why it's important to keep that position fresh, keep that position in him fresh. Amen? So important to give the one who gave us his attention our attention. Amen? And you know, people say, well, you know, uh, Jesus had each and every one of us on his heart. Each and every one of us. And you can't comprehend that within our I'm trying to put it nice. <laughs> Within our pea brain, okay, excuse that, but basically that's what it amounts to when we're thinking of him. <clears throat> and I remember Kenneth Copeland said something, and he'd asked he'd ask the Holy Spirit something, the Holy Spirit told him. I, I don't know whether it was how smart he said, I could give you a new word every second for eternity and never run out if that would explain the depth of God's mind, which we know it's, but it's hard for us to, unless you get into his presence and let him sit there and talk to you and let him permeate your spirit, I mean, he'll show you things that, you know, you'll, you'll scratch your head, but he'll show you the things that are to come. And we need to stay in our position so that we can take our position when those, when those times do come. Amen? Let's look at 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. He says, Or do you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you were bought at a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Uh-oh. A lot of people don't like to hear that, do they? Even church people. But we are no longer our own. We are owned by God. And I'm just going to put it in its simplest form. If somebody works for you and you employ them, they need to do what you ask them to do. Amen? And as your child grows up, you do own them, and they are to do what you tell them to do. Not that they always do, 
but we are, they are, and they should, but we need to know that, and you know what? This is a hard thought for your body to grasp or your mind to grasp, but I am owned by somebody. And I have been paid a high, high, high price for. So whenever you get down in the dumps and you get depressed about it, you need to know your value and you need to meditate on your value that Jesus, the Son of God, came down and gave his life for you. He paid the price. He took all the sin and all the sickness, everything that you might encounter, and he bore it for you, whether you step into that or not, or whether you even believe it or not. But he bore it all so that you didn't have to. And if we learn to stay in that position, we won't have to. We won't have to bear any of this. But it's spending time, getting wisdom, whether it's about finances or whether it's about your health or whatever it's about. But it's getting in his presence and knowing his voice, knowing when he talks to you, knowing that he wants to talk to you. You know, usually it's us running in and blah, 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 blah. Got to go. And we need to, of course, Pastor Jones kind of straightened me out on that when I talk to her sometimes. But <laughs> she said, you need to sit down and listen. Okay, okay, I got you. <laughs> oh. We are his temple. Amen? And if he covered that temple in the Old Testament in gold, how much more glorious he's put his self in us. How much more glorious are we than that temple? People look at that old temple or pictures of the old temple and they say, wow, wow, wow. But we need to look at ourselves in the mirror and say, wow. Kind of like Rick Renner said. He said, if you want to know how much God loves you, take all your clothes off, stand in front of the mirror and ask yourself, would you live in that? <laughs> <laughs> so we need, to, we need to wake up and know that he is living in us, amen? Uh, we need to meditate on it, get it alive on the inside of us, amen? I'm just going to give you a bunch of scriptures now you can jot down, and then we'll, if you'll take them and meditate on them. Wait a second, let's look at Acts 13.4. I'm sorry, no, Acts 1, 13 and 14. We'll read that first, then I'll give you the rest of these. I've got enough time for that. Acts 1, 13 and 14. <clears throat> it says, and when they had entered, they went up into the upper room where there were staying Peter, James, John, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas, the son of James. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the woman and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers, okay? What I'm wanting to note here is that God had an appointment for them, but they had to stop, didn't they? They had to get in a position to meet that appointment or be in the place of that appointment, which is like our services here, <clears throat> that you would purpose to stay in the position that you can be in these appointments so that he can get to you what he wants to get to you. Amen? 
and it's important. It was, it's, God's got an appointed time. He might have an appointed time for you to do uh, other things that, that you need to keep. No different than when he sent the disciples down there to catch the guy with the donkey, catch the guy with the pot on his head or the woman with the pot on his head. They had an appointed time. We have appointed times with, with, the God, with our Lord and in his presence, okay? We don't need to worry about everybody else. We need to worry about ourselves and make sure we are where we're supposed to be at any given time. Amen? Amen. All right, get your pencils ready. I'll give you these. You can meditate on these scriptures. They're going to help you stay focused in the position. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Psalm 119, verse 37. 119 Psalms, verse 37. Isaiah 26, 3. Isaiah 26, 3. Ephesians 1, 18. Ephesians 1.18, Proverbs 4.23, a few of these are probably your daily confessions, Proverbs 4.23, 2 Corinthians 4.18, 2 Corinthians 4.18, Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6, Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, and Psalm 51.10. Psalm 51.10. Amen. We are to revisit, refresh, and refire. Amen. At the end of the year, this place ought to be burning up because of the refire. Amen. Amen. So, maintain your position. You know what they say in the military. Hold your position. We need to hold ours and move forward, though. And that is the advancement of military, is usually to hold the ground, and then they want to move forward, and they want to take more ground, take more ground, take more ground. And that's what we endeavor to do as the body of Christ and as his army. Amen? Father, we thank you for your word, Lord. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you've shown us what, where, when, and how we are to do these things. And we thank you for your presence. We thank you, Father God, for the blood that you sent, the price that you paid to live in us. A very high price was paid. And Lord, we thank you for it. And we praise you and give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You all that joined us on live stream, uh, we do know the word of God will bless you. If you are uh, wanting to give into the ministry, you should be on the website, newlifefamilyworship.net. If you go to the donate button, click, it will give you uh, the actions to take to get your uh, offering in. Uh, and as always, we will send you a tax-deductible receipt, and we do pray and believe with our uh, partners that, they, that God will prosper them. We know that he will because he does it all the time here. So again, and we thank you again for joining us. Everybody else, if you need an envelope, look on the back of your seat. Um, and you can use that or do a check and we can go from there. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to give to you. 
to bless you, Lord, with our, our, yes, that's it, with our substance, Lord. And we just praise you and give you the glory that you honor your word and you perform it on our behalf. In Jesus' name, amen.